The journey begins, the adventure starts. Fasten your seatbelt so we can go. July 29, 2004, Palo Alto, California. The Facebook becomes Facebook. The old company located in Florida changes and it is located in Delaware. Mark Zuckerberg plans to betray the one who helped him start the company for three main reasons. One, he claims Eduardo Sabrin does not comply with his tasks. Two, Mark plans to dilute Eduardo's shares onto new shareholders. And three, Eduardo does not sign new finance agreements. Although everything buckles, history makes its way across time. Good morning, day or evening, this is 1459. Welcome once again today with this new episode number 7, which is titled New Slave Generation, in which we'll finish telling the story of the creation of Facebook and that we started in the previous episode. Goodbye, sweet innocence. And as it is not the same to know the way than to actually walk the way, just like that, we'll start up the engine of the DeLorean and we set sail heading for the past. Let's go! Just one month earlier, in June 2004, the situation had a huge warning on the horizon. While Mark Zuckerberg and Dustin Moskowitz went to Palo Alto, California to focus during summer in improving and expanding the Facebook, Eduardo Sabrin, economic end of the company, went to New York for an internship in Lehman Brothers. He had a triple task to accomplish, to establish properly the Facebook, to get funding and to create a business model. However, the clashes began and the wound would open to never be closed. In the beginning, it was related to the lifestyle they were having, Eduardo in New York and the rest of the team in California. After that, the economic issues would be the root of their separation. Eduardo started ad campaigns in the Facebook without any proper authorization or knowledge from anyone else for a company he just started called Jovusel that connected people looking for a job with companies hiring. Knowing that the Facebook would like to do the same thing at a further stage, this would be a massive conflict of interests. But the main problems would come around financing. The Facebook was growing at a much faster pace than they thought, and every day more funds were required to pay for the servers and keep the servers running. The money Eduardo contributed with was running out, and they needed both investors that would bet heavily on the company as urgent funds to not be hanging and dying from success. It's this when Mark decides that he will not return to Harvard and looks for a plan to get rid of Eduardo Sabrin and take his decision power on Facebook, so he does not have to rely any economic topic on Eduardo. When Shore Parker got to find investors and set up a business model, everything was clear. They would expel Eduardo from Facebook, but Eduardo had 30% of the stock at the moment. 
how do you get rid of someone who has such a large stake of this stock? Mark's strategy was as follows. He created the company Facebook without the D before. Facebook would buy the shares of the old company and would make room for Peter Thiel as the first external investor, what we commented in the previous episode. At the moment, the company's stock was divided like this. Mark 65%, Eduardo 30%, and Dustin 5%. However, in the new company, Mark would have 40%, Eduardo would have 24%, Dustin 16%, Peter 9%. The rest would be split between Sean Parker, a new available stock for future Facebook employees. However, Eduardo did not suspect a thing as everything seemed normal. Thanks to this, Facebook found finally the required funds to continue operating normally and expanding. In October 2004, Eduardo signed an agreement for he was given 3 million shares in the new company. In that agreement, Eduardo was also signing that his voting decision in the company would be taken by Mark Zuckerberg, as well as giving him the related IP. Up to this day, we can't really know if Eduardo knew what he was really signing. In January 2005, Mark Zuckerberg, with all the decision capacity he wanted, distributed 9 million shares in the new company to everyone except Eduardo. With this, the shares of Eduardo diluted in the total from 24% to below 10%. However, Eduardo would not find out until next April, when Facebook was seeking for round B or second round of financing, when in the letter he received, all the information was present. Definitely, giving all the decision power to Mark had been a mistake. The trials began, both for revoking the validity of the agreements in shares trade, as well as justifying that Eduardo's money had been used in out-of-Facebook activities. Later on, Eduardo would reach the Winklevoss twins and Divya Narendra. Together, they would tell their vision of the story to Ben Mesrich, who created the book Accidental Billionaires, from which he sold the rights so the movie The Social Network could be done. So now you will be wondering, the Winkle bosses, right? What happened to them? Well, on May 21st, 2004, three and a half months after the release of the Facebook, the Winklevoss twins had released their social network as well. ConnectU, previously known as Harvard Connection. Although they offer exactly the same as the Facebook, they arrived late to the market and their global quota was so small as they followed the same exclusivity guidelines as Mark Zuckerberg in the beginning. They would cooperate with i2Hub, a peer-to-peer file-sharing program, releasing different platforms in several sectors. But by then, Facebook had already taken off. As their effort was in vain and they were not relevant in any of the other attempts, they sued Zuckerberg for using the Harvard Connection code in Facebook. Once again, there were trials in both ways, and it would all end up with Facebook poor chasing Connect You just to close it afterwards. They paid $65 million, $20 million in cash, and 1.2 million shares in Facebook to the Winklevosses, and their paths would not cross evermore. They would keep investing in other companies as well as creating exclusive social networks for billionaires. 
Even so, years later, they would ask for compensation related to re-evaluating the funds received, but it was denied to them. They kept defending that Mark was working for Harvard Connection and used part of the source code, besides stealing the idea from them about the social network. However, Mark always defended the idea that he would never use any of that code, and while they were looking for a meetup relationships website, Mark's only interest was to connect people, even if it would not make any money. The impact that Facebook has done on a global scale is of such a magnitude that still today cannot be fully comprehended. Despite facing many lawsuits about the lack of privacy or selling data for ad purposes or even monopoly in the social network sector worldwide, its position as the number one is out of the question. Even Mark would recognize in emails that they were published later on that he did not understand how people provided all the information about their lives as that. Facebook has 2.5 billion active users today, from which 1.75 billion use Facebook on a daily basis. They knew how to adapt to the trends with certainly acquiring other companies, including between them all the new features the market is asking for, so they reach all market niches and people from all ages. 88% of all Facebook users communicate through it with their friends to catch up. Each Facebook user, and their companies as well, go through 1 hour and 15 minutes every day seeing content. Half of the users don't understand how it works, nor they understand how the algorithms are selecting the content for them. Facebook has been accused many times of creating digital bubbles, as in certain people who are keen on an editorial basis or content, they only receive content and comments of the same ideology. 94% of its total revenue come from the mobile sector, from advertising. Facebook went public on an IPO in 2012. As of today, it has acquired 84 companies such as WhatsApp, Instagram, Oculus or Jiffy. Facebook has more than 48,000 employees worldwide. And if you're interested in purchasing it, their valuation is over $600 billion. Peter Thiel, the first external investor in Facebook, won through selling several times his shares, $1,162 million. For every dollar he contributed at the beginning, he won 2,324. Now he only has 10,000 shares. He remains a member of the board. Nathan Moskowitz left Facebook in 2010 and created a new company, Asana, dedicated to time management by workers, and has a $1,500 million valuation. He still has 7% of all shares in Facebook. Eduardo Sabrin won a large sum of money as he reached an agreement with Facebook and lives in Singapore. He still has 2% of total shares in Facebook, 
and he renounced his US citizenship, so he avoided to pay $700 million in taxes. His $16,000 in the beginning have been turned, without him doing anything, into $10,000 million. He is the 113th richest person on the planet. Mark Zuckerberg stated the blue color in Facebook as the main one because as a colorblind person, he cannot fully distinguish red from green. His salary is $1 per year. And along with his wife, they agreed to donate 99% of their fortune. Just for you to get an idea, he has 29% of the total shares in Facebook and 57.4% of all voting decisions in the company. In other words, it is his company. Mark is today the fourth richest person in the world with $77,000 million. The first one in the list, Jeff Bezos from Amazon, has exactly the double, $145,000 million. 1459 is a podcast for discovering certain events and people through history preventing them to be forgotten. Although you are listening to the English version, there is a version in Spanish of this same episode that you can find in Podbean or in any of the major social networks. Every week there will be a new episode, as well as an archive with all the previous episodes for free. Thank you for your time and for listening to 1459 Podcast. I have composed and produced all the music in the background specifically for this podcast to be properly set. This has been New Generation Slave. Next week we will travel to Palestrina, Italy. Until then, be good.